So we're not fair though, let's just get straight into the word. So uh, I think it was in October, uh, we went to our national Bible conference. And I think it was on the Tuesday, uh, myself and a few of the guys were jamming together. We're just uh, chilling and we were writing sermons. It was a nice time. Uh, one of the guys then told us what was, has been happening with his sister. And what was happening is that she got mixed up in all this witchcraft, new age stuff, and all these tarot card crystals, uh, whatever you want to call them, you know what they are. She got mixed up in all of this, and one of the times she told him, oh, like, we are basically in the same boat. I believe in crystals, you believe in Jesus Christ, it's the same thing. He looked at her and was like, no, 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 it's not the same thing. I believe that Jesus Christ lives, you believe in rocks, we're not on the same boat. And uh, one of the things uh, led to another, and this woman and her partner got pregnant. So she was using those crystals to try to protect the baby. She was using those crystals to make sure that nothing bad would happen to the baby. Well, unfortunately, they had a miscarriage. Just so we understand what's going on here, she was using crystals. For those of you that know what this new age stuff is all demonic, she was using demon things to try to protect the baby. And that led to demise. So tonight, and when, and when I was thinking about tonight's sermon, uh, this story came back to my mind, and uh, tonight I'm going to be preaching a sermon entitled, Not Against Flesh and Blood. Not Against Flesh and Blood. I just quickly want to read our text, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 to 13, which says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, so against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Wherefore, take, upon, take unto you the whole armor of God, that he may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. Amen. Amen. So just before we continue, let's just quickly pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you all praise and adoration, for there is none like you. Father, Lord, tonight I pray, Lord, to be able to minister a word in season, Father. Lord, that we might understand where we're walking with. And Lord, I pray that your will might be done tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. We all said, Amen. Amen. So before we go any further, I think my first point is quite self-explanatory. I've decided my first point to describe what a Christian life actually is. Because sometimes we all think that a Christian life is all flower and roses. But I'm here to break it down to you. It's not always like that. So my first point is the Christian life. You know, the Christian life, when we look at uh, the Christian life, we sometimes, uh, the Christian, the word Christian is such a word that in today's society is always evolving. <laughs> but when we look at the Bible, we look at what the Bible says, especially when we read Acts chapter, when we read Acts chapter 11, verse 26, the Bible tells us, and it came to pass that the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So we have to understand the first people that were ever called Christians were the disciples. There was nobody before the disciples that had ever bore the title of a Christian. But in today's society, people think that if you go to church once a week, you are a Christian. In fact, the other day I came across a clip. You know, I was scrolling on my phone, I was scrolling on YouTube. I came across a, a clip and it was this girl, she was on a podcast. When I was growing up, it's only people that actually have important things to say that had podcasts. But in today, in this day and age, every single person and their mom has a podcast. So I don't even know what's going on. But this girl, she got on a podcast. Somebody asked her, are you a Christian? She boldly said, yes, I am. 
The guy asked her, so do you believe the Bible? She said, no, I don't. I was baffled. I was like, how can you be a Christian and not believe what the Bible says? The Bible is literally the word of Jesus Christ. But you're telling me that you bear the title of a Christian, but you don't believe what the Bible says. <laughs> and that cannot happen. Like We live in a society where people think that as long as you decide to bear the title, it's all well and good. Well, it's not. Because a Christian, just as the disciples, they were Christian. Why? Because they had Christ-like characteristics. They had Christ-like tendencies. They had things that the people of Antioch had ever seen only Jesus Christ have before them. Hence why the word Christian. Christian literally means Christ-like. So you cannot be a Christian without having Christ-like tendencies. It's like being an, amb an ambassador. I went to the, uh, Italian, uh, the, to the Italian embassy in London and I felt just like I was in Italy. I went to the Nigerian embassy. I felt like I was in Lagos. And that's exactly what the people of Antioch must have felt when they came in the presence of the disciples. They were in the presence of the disciples, but they felt like just like they were in the presence of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what happens. Hence why the term Christian, Christ-like. But some people think that just because you want to bear a title, you actually are. Well, you're not. And woe unto us the day that is, uh, people that do not believe in Christ actually take Christianity more serious than us. It was Pastor Robin that was here a few weeks ago. He preached a wonderful sermon, come and seek that the Lord is good. And he gave the example of when Jesus Christ was born. On how uh, the, the three wise men were Arabians. So they did not even, were not even part of what was going on in Bethlehem. They came all the way from Arabia just to see the King of Kings. They were going door to door, knocking. And people were like, what are you talking about? Who is, what are you talking about? Up until they kept seeking he got all the way to the king. They kept seeking. But us Christians right now, some of us are lazy. Some of us do not care about what's going on. We just care about bearing the title. We do nothing to try to draw closer to God. We do not read our Bible. Just like this girl that said that she doesn't believe what the Bible says. We do not pray. So how do we expect to grow spiritually? How do we expect to grow with Christ? If we do not do the basic things that we are called to do. We had a fellowship at my house the other day. I told them that there should be two things in your life that should be untouchable. And that's reading your Bible and praying. Everything else is secondary. These are basic things. As long as you want to bear the title of a Christian, these are basic things. And you want to know why? Because evil day come. Evil day doesn't just come for the people that are unbelievers. Evil days come for the Christians too. But unless we are ready and prepared, we never know what to do. And just to break it down to you, we all have a common enemy. And his name is the devil. It is 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 6 that says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Seeking someone to devour. And the thing is, the devil likes for us to be, to be, to be uh, lukewarm because that's exactly when he can get us. You're not hot, you're not cold, they're just there. And that's exactly where he wants you to be. That's why sometimes there are things that happen just to distract us for, from what is actually important. You know, there are some issues that, yeah, fine, we go through things, but then there are some things that we actually have to say, nah, this is not normal. But we don't do that. We just let it go. And, and uh, once in a while, maybe we pray, maybe we fast. But that's it. We don't take it to God in constant prayer. We just, God, 
you know my heart. And then we leave it there. But when we look about the people that were in the Bible, when we look about some of the heroes of our faith, <laughs> I don't even have to tell you what they did. It was the man that said, God, I will not let you go until you bless me. But some of us will never be able to do that. Some of us, evil time will come and we'll just take it. Oh yeah, it's normal. Evil things happen to everybody. Yes, it does. But as long as you are a Christian, you have an advantage over anybody else. As long as you bear the title of Christ, like you have an advantage that the people of the world do not have. And that is Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? Which brings me to my second point. Yes, there are, the devil comes around. The devil will try to do whatever he can to distract us from what is actually important. The devil will try to take our focus away from Jesus Christ. The devil will try, and the main goal of the devil is to make sure that none of us actually makes it to heaven. The main goal of the devil is to make sure that the Christians don't make it, to make sure that the people out there don't make it. But unless we are prepared, the devil will achieve his purpose. And if we read our scripture, we read our text, and verse 13 told us to put on the whole armor of God. My second point is the whole armor of God. Because if we have to understand that our fight is not physical, it's not something that you can go to a boxing gym and you see Anthony Joshua, you tell Anthony Joshua to teach you how to box and then you see the devil and you box him up. It doesn't work that way. Our, our warfare is not physical. We do not have physical weapon. If it was physical, I'm pretty sure by now somebody would have taken a gun, got to the devil and shot him up and that's it. But that hasn't happened. That means it's not possible. So we have to take our spirit, we have to take the spiritual fight. We have to fight the devil spiritually. Hence why we have to have the whole armor of God. And the first part of the armor is the belt of truth. You know, when I was uh, reading, I thought it was quite strange that the first piece of item that somebody would name would be the belt. Because I don't think any of us, when you get dressed, the belt is the first thing you think of. But that was the first thing that was mentioned. Until I looked at a Roman soldier. And you see, the Romans, when they went to war, they needed a belt because that's where they concealed their weapons. If you do not have a belt, it would be impossible for you to go to war. Because how are you going to carry your weapons? And hence why, Christians, that's why we need the belt of truth. We need to know what the Bible tells us. We need to carry the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the, the, literally, that is the foundation of our faith. That is what the belt of truth is. If you do not have the belt, then I'm sorry to tell you, you do not have anything to stand on. When the evil days come, you have nothing to stand. So what is to protect you against the wiles of the enemy? Nothing. Hence why the belt of truth is the first piece of item that was mentioned. Because yes, you might not think it's important, but it is. Because if you do not have the truth, then you do not have any weapon to withstand the evil days. The belt of truth. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. If our beliefs are not rooted in God's word, we cannot expect to fight for Christ. God bless you. Amen. Just as the belt is closely worn to our body, that's exactly how we should carry the word of Jesus Christ close to us. We cannot say that we are Christians and yet we read the Bible once a week. Some of us, you, you, you have a Bible app, you haven't kept the streak over two days. But then, you say, <laughs> but then you say you're a Christian. You do not read your Bible, you do not read the word of God. 
and yet you think you can carry the truth. That does not work. But it's fine because we're in a place where God has placed us for a reason. And tonight you are able to repent from the things that we used to do and become a new creation. So yes, you may have not done it in the past. But when I was younger, my dad used to tell me that any day a man wake up. So any day you come to a realization of something, it's a new day. So for some of us, today is a new day. Yes, you may have not done it in the past. But today you have an opportunity to change your ways. Can I get an amen in this place? The belt of truth. The second part is the, bre the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. And again, I'm going to liken this to a Roman soldier again. You see the breastplate. When they wore a the breastplate, it was very important because it covered some of the most important organs in the body. It covered the heart, it covered the lungs, and many things that are important for us to be able to function normally. So if you went to war and you do not have a breastplate, well, an arrow is able to be shorter and eat you right in the heart and you're gone. A breastplate. And what is righteousness? Righteousness is being able to stand firm in God. Come what may, and we're able to still stand in the word of God. We're able still, if we cannot withstand the, the, the wild of the enemy, if we do not have the breastplate of righteousness, it's very easy for us to be able to fall into sin. It's very easy for us to be conformed to this world if we do not carry the breastplate of righteousness. Hence why it's very important. There is no piece of the armor that's not important, but the breastplate is one of the most important pieces because it's what can prevent you from backsliding. It's what can prevent you to be, the, to be just like a dog that goes back to his vomit. Because yes, we have, we have both been redeemed, we have all been saved. But there is a point in time when the devil can bring back thoughts. There is a point in time that the devil will bring back things that you have done in the past. The devil will try to mess around with your mind. The devil will try to bring back things that you have done when you were yet a sinner. And bring it back now when you have been redeemed. But if you do not have the breastplate of righteousness, it's very easy for you to fall back to what he once was. The breastplate of righteousness. To be righteous, like I said, is to obey God's command and live in a honorable way to him. Psalm chapter 10, Psalm chapter 106 verse, verse 3 says, How blessed are those who keep justice, who practice righteousness at all time. Unfortunately though, we do have a sinful nature. Just like David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. In sin did my mother conceive me. That means our first thought is to commit evil. For those of us that have kids, I think it's a bit strange where we don't teach our kids how to do bad things. We only teach them how to do good. But I'm sure that your kid has told you a lie before. I'm sure that your kid has, has, has done something evil before. You haven't had to teach them. They just knew how to do it because that was already in them. We have a sinful nature. That's why we have to walk in righteousness. Because if not, we are no different to what we used to be. We are no different to what the people out there are. We have to be able to walk in the righteousness of God. Can I get an amen? amen. The sinful nature can only be fought if we have the breastplate of righteousness. My next point, the shoes of the gospel of peace. Amen. You see, when I was thinking about this, I, I remember a, a quite a funny story, actually. I remember when I was younger, a, my brother, my older brother had a pair of shoes that I quite liked. 
And I was begging my parents to get me the same shoes. Eventually, they agreed. They went to the shop. Unfortunately, they didn't have my size. So they didn't buy me them. They bought me some, uh, some other ones. I didn't like them. I wanted the ones I asked for specifically. So I went back to my brother and I told him, like, bro, like, let me just have them. And he was like, but we don't have the same size. And I begged him for months. I begged him for months to have those shoes. Eventually, one day he got tired of me. So he just told me to take them. I wore the shoes. And yes, like he said, they were too big. So what did I do? I went to the toilet. I, grabbed, I, I took some, some paper, some toilet paper, and put them inside the shoes. In my mind, I thought that that would work. But unfortunately, it didn't. Anytime I would walk too fast, well, my shoes were at the back, my foot was at the front. I thought it would work. But it didn't. And this is why we have to carry the gospel of peace. And we have to be able to know what the gospel of peace is first before we can dish it out to people. If not, you're just like me with my oversized shoes. Amen. <laughs> The gospel of peace. The gospel literally means the good news. The good news. But we have to be able to walk in it. We have to be able to stand in the good news. Because evil days come. But we also have to remember that Jesus Christ has died and risen again for our sake. That is the good news. So anytime something bad happens to you, anytime some evil days come, anytime trouble comes knocking at your door, you have to remain standing firm in the word of Jesus Christ. Anytime evil days come knocking at your door, anytime the devil comes looking for you, you have to be prepared and remind yourself that Jesus Christ died especially for you. That Jesus Christ died and rose again and paid the price for your sin just for you. That is the good news. But we cannot just take the good news and, and just keep it to ourselves. It's impossible. When something good happens to you, you want the whole world to know. I can guarantee you now, if I gave you a lottery ticket, you won the lottery, you would go on Facebook, oh my God, you will never believe what happened to me. Why is it not the same way when we give our life to Christ? Giving your life to Christ is the best thing, the best decision you could ever make in your life. Somebody literally paying a fine for you. You would be grateful to the person. You would tell your friends about what this person has done for you. Jesus Christ has done exactly that. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. But God has sent his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him will not die but have an everlasting life. Hence why we are able to stand firm in the love of Jesus Christ. That is the gospel of peace. Can I get an amen? The gospel of peace. The other part of the armor is the shield of faith. Amen. The shield of faith. You know, again, likening it to a Roman soldier, they held the shield in order to be able to withstand uh, any arrows or anything that the enemy will try to do. And that's what we need to do. You know, faith. Faith is a funny thing because faith is the substance of things Nah, I think some of us are asleep in this place. Faith is what? Okay, some Bible scholars in this place. But yes, that is what faith is. And unless we are able to have faith in our life, we will never be able to carry out any of the pieces of the armor. We will never be able to have them. Because you cannot physically see the armor. You do not physically see the fight. But you know that you are fighting. We are in warfare. You know, the worship thing sang a fantastic song this evening, making war in the heavenlies. 
the heavenlies, this is not heaven, the heavenlies is the spiritual realm. That means we are fighting in a spiritual realm. I think he, he must have read my notes because he probably knew what I was talking about tonight. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was an amazing song to start off this sermon because that, that's exactly what's going on in our life. We might not be able to see exactly what's happening, but things are happening. That's why the fact that you're aware or you're not aware, there is a fight going on. And you have to stand firm in your faith. Because like I said, evil days come for each and every one of us. Evil days come for you, evil days come for I. But we have to stand firm in the faith of Christ. We have to be able to stand firm. The better days are ahead of us. Our better days are ahead of us. Yes, they might not be here on earth. But if you're in Jesus Christ, there will come a day where Jesus Christ will come back. And all of us will be able to meet him in heaven. I'm looking forward to that day. I do not have an evidence right now that if, uh, that, that if all of us will be able to make it to heaven, but I believe that all of us that are able to stand in faith will be able to make it to that day. Can I get an amen? amen? And that should be the goal of each and every one of us in this place. That should be the goal of each and every one of us in this place. That yes, we are fighting. That yes, we are fighting, but we have to remind ourselves that a day will come that we will be able to meet Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior in heaven. We are, should be able to stand in faith. And you know, there are some people that are into science, they will tell you that they don't believe in God because they, they, they don't believe in faith, they believe in fact. Well, you cannot tell me that if I was to go outside right now and I pointed at any of those buildings outside and I told you, oh, they just happen to be, you'd believe me. There must have been a builder. So you can't tell me that we are in this world and there is no, and all of a sudden there was a big bang and we just came to be from monkeys. It's impossible. There must have been a creator. We, there must have been a creator because simple logic is if we were monkeys, that means there shouldn't be any monkeys right now. Like that's simple logic. But if I went to the zoo right now, I can guarantee you I'd see at least one monkey. So you can't tell me that there was no creator. But we like, to, we like to use facts to, to cover up the fact that people just don't have faith in Jesus Christ. And that's why the, 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 the whole armor of God works hand in hand. Because we have to be able to take the gospel to them. We have to be able to stand in faith, even when they try to refute what we are, we are telling them. We have to yet be able to stand in faith. Can I get an amen? amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is more than just a feeling. Faith is more than a feeling. You don't feel faith. You either have it or you don't. There is no in between. It's not a feeling. So you have the faith or you don't have it. But yet the proof is there for us to see. The Bible. I'll keep going on about this. You can write it down. The Bible, if we do not have the Bible, then there is no evidence of anything. Then I could come and tell you that Jesus Christ never died, and yes, you could take my word for it. But the Bible is a proof that nobody can refute. The Bible is a proof that all of us have. So we have to be able to stand in the word of God. We have to be able to stand in the, in the things that have been placed before us. We have to be able to stand in the faith. Amen. 
The next piece of the armor of God is the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. <coughs> if you don't know what salvation is, salvation is when you were a sinner. Jesus Christ, you, somebody told you that Jesus Christ had died for you and paid the price on the cross of Calvary. And on that day, you gave your life to Christ. That is salvation. And we have to be able to carry our salvation daily. Because like I said before, this is where if you, if you don't, if you don't carry your salvation daily, this is when the devil will come and try to lie to you. Devil will come and try to take your mind into things that you were doing when you were yet a sinner and tell you to go back just as what you were before. But daily we should confess the salvation of Jesus Christ. On a daily basis, we should say, no, I have been redeemed by the King of Kings. No, I have been redeemed because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. I have accepted him as my Lord and Savior, and I will not be going back into what I once was. Amen. We should be able to carry our, faith, our, our salvation on a daily basis. There are some people that think that you're, you're only saved when you come to church. No, you're not. It helps. You should come to church, but you're not only saved when you're in church. You should be saved even when you're outside. You should be saved when you're on outreach. You should be saved when you're, when you're, when you're at work. Some of us don't forget that. And that's exactly when the devil tries to play with you because he knows that at that moment, you're the most vulnerable that you ever will be and he will try to get you back to what you once was. So we should be able to carry our salvation daily. We're not messing around because there is never a good time to play Christianity. But if you look at the signs around us, you will understand that we are in the last days. Amen. Which means that Jesus Christ is coming back very soon. And if he doesn't come back soon, well, it is appointed for a man to die. Life is just like a vapor. It's here today and gone tomorrow. So we need to be able to stand firm with the salvation of Jesus Christ. Because nobody knows when you're going to die. Nobody knows when Jesus Christ is coming back. And if we do not carry our salvation with us, what if he comes back literally on the moment you took off your helmet of salvation? Then what happens? We should be able to carry the helmet of salvation on a daily basis. The helmet of salvation. It is Romans chapter 12 verse 2 that says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and see what the devil will try. Because this is the only way that you're able to withstand the wiles of the enemy. When you have been renewed, your mind has been renewed, the devil will try to come with things and you can tell him, No, 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 no. Jesus Christ has redeemed me. Can I get an amen? amen? But this is why we should take our salvation on a daily basis, the helmet of salvation. <laughs> and probably one of my favorite items of the whole armor, the sword of the spirit, amen. The sword of the spirit. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12 verse, Hebrews chapter four verse 12 says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul of spirit, joints and marrow. It judges through the attitudes of the heart. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. That means there are things that can happen in this world. There are things that you could say to me that might affect me, but when you bring the word of God into it, the whole game has changed. 
You see, when we do concerts, when we do dramas, when we go on outreach, you don't think that people are going to get saved because of the music that we do. That's why the fact that we have some amazing, uh, some amazing singers, we have some amazing praise and worship team. The, the drama yesterday, sorry, the concert yesterday was amazing. But we do not believe that people got saved because of the music. You know, the, the concerts that I'm normally part of, when I, I'm here dropping bars, uh, pull up selector, cut off the flesh like Hannibal Lecter. I don't think that anybody's going to get saved because of what Daniel says. But I think that when you bring the word of God into it, when you bring the word of God into it, it was Brother Nisi that did a fantastic altar call last night. We saw five souls getting saved in this place. We saw five souls getting saved in this place. It wasn't because of the music. Yes, the music attracted them to this place. But then we dished them out with the word of God. He used the sword of the spirit to cut their heart. They couldn't hold it any longer and I said, no, I need Jesus Christ. That's exactly what happened. If we were here last night, you saw literally a prime example of what having the sword of the spirit actually is. When we do dramas, when we do, this is why the focus should always be to gain souls. That's why anytime we put on any of these events on, yes, they're nice. Like sometimes I too come here to enjoy myself, but that is not the main focus. The main focus is to get people that are sinners, people that are still out there, people that do not know what Jesus Christ has done for them, to get them in this place that they might hear the word of God. That is the focus. That is the main reason we do what we're doing. I think it was Pastor Zach that said this morning that evangelism is our bread and butter. Evangelism is our bread and butter. People need to know the word of God. We as Christians have to be able to carry the sword of the spirit. It was my pastor that once told me that nobody in your vicinity should have gone without hearing the word of God from you at least once. Whether somebody you work with, whether it's your brothers, whether it's your sisters, whether it's somebody in your vicinity, in your close proximity on a daily basis, they should have never lived their life without hearing the word of God at least one time from you. Although they might not get saved at that particular moment, you do not know what seeds you'll be planting in that person's life. We should be able to carry the sword of the Spirit on a daily basis. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil days. Even when the devil comes to attack you, if you stand firm in the word, you'll be able to tell me, no, I rebuke you. Amen. See, the sword of the spirit is a, fantastic, is a fantastic item because it's both defensive and offensive. You know, when the devil comes, you can be able to use the sword and cast him out. It is the Bible that says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we are able to stand firm by the sword of the spirit. But we are also able to attack him with the sword of the spirit. Can I get an amen? amen? It's not always right for Christians to be playing defensive. Come on now. Hey, defense wins championship, but we are trying to make it to heaven and we are trying to get souls. Can I get an amen? amen? So we also have to attack. We also be able to have to attack. This is what spiritual warfare is. Spiritual warfare is not something we should be playing about. We should understand that we are in a race. But the devil will try to do his best to try to distract us with things that do not matter. Will try his best to distract us with things that will pass away. Will try to distract us with things that at the end of your day, God has told you, that is not what I called you for. I called you that people might be saved through me. That people by, might be saved by me through the works that you have done. 
He is the one that took those going into the world and preach the gospel. It does not mean that you have to go outside and start your own church. It doesn't mean that. But when we are evangelizing, this is when, this is the, 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 on Saturdays we normally evangelize. But then you should also have your own personal evangelism. There are leaflets at the back. You can take some leaflets, somebody at work, God can direct you to speak to them. And you don't know what seeds you'll be planting in their lives. Imagine getting to heaven and somebody tells you, thank you very much, I'm here because of you. There is reward in what we are doing. But our bread and butter is evangelism. And we have to be able to have the whole armor of God to withstand the evil days. We have to be able to be a life above, live a life above reproach. Live a life that at the end of our days, there is nothing that will stand between us and making it to heaven. But also we have to bring people into the kingdom. The whole armor of God. I'm not going to take too much more time this evening because there are a few things I would like to pray for. So uh, this, with this, I'll move to my last point. The blood, amen. The blood. You see, the devil is going around with his devious plans and devious uh, uh, mentality to try to take our peace away and try to mess with us. But we have to understand that the victory has been given to us. Can I get an amen? amen? It is the Bible that tells us, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Everything that we need has been given to us. We have dominion and authority over any of the spiritual wickednesses. We have dominion and authority over the devil. We have dominion and authority against any evil thing. But the issue is that sometimes we do not take the authority that's been given to us. That's the problem. Evil days come and you're just, uh, you're just like, oh my God, how can this be happening to me? And that's it. You have to take authority and dominion against those things. You have to take dominion and authority against those things. You know, again, conference, it was on the last day uh, that Pastor Louis Avellino preached a sermon about dominion. And he gave a wonderful testimony of what happened to him and his disciples when they were on outreach. At the time, he was the pastor of our church in Stratford. And what happened was, he, um, they went on outreach, and all of a sudden, it got crazy. So his disciples were on the, we having the mic, they were preaching, they were uh, singing, they were, they were doing the word of God. And then all of a sudden, somebody ran up on one of the disciples and punched him. So before that commotion settled down, I think the police was called. That eventually settled down. And one of the disciples was giving a leaflet to a woman, telling her about the, the, the word of God. She had a cup of hot chocolate and poured it all over his trousers. Pastor looked at this and he was like, nah, this ain't normal. There's something that's going on in this place. And where exactly when he said that, he noticed that there was a man aggressively giving leaflets out. So one of the leaflets dropped. He picked it up and he realized that this guy was promoting juju. This guy was promoting witchcraft. This guy was promoting black magic. Pastor Villino told him, hey, yo, leave this place. We are outreaching. We are spreading the love of Jesus Christ. You can't be in this place. The guy turned around, looked at him, and I was like, if you talk to me again, I'll make you disappear. Pastor was like, what? The blood of Jesus covers me. Can I get an amen? amen. And he told him, nah, I told you, leave. We are outreaching the word of Jesus Christ in this place. And the guy then put his hand in his pocket. He brought his hand out and now he had a ring. And uh, from the account of pastor, his tongue turned like a tongue of a snake. 
and he started leaking the ring. He was trying to pull place witchcraft on the pastor. <laughs> the pastor noticed what was happening. He was like, no, 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 no. I have dominion over this. Can I get an amen? amen? They started singing praise and worship. He was like, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of... It was the disciples sing. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. He washes white Am I the only person that wrote this song in this place? I said, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood Sing it loud, oh the blood. Oh the blood of Jesus. He was. As soon as they started singing the song, Pastor closed his eyes to pray and rebuke this man. Before he opened his eyes, this man was gone. Because we have to understand that we have power to travel over serpents and scorpions. We have been given dominion that whatever the devil plans against us, we have the power to overcome it. Whatever comes our way, Jesus Christ has paid the price for you and I that whatever comes our way, we're able to withstand it with the word of God. As long as we can walk with the whole armor of God, we're able to withstand the evil days. It does not matter what comes your way. It doesn't matter because Jesus Christ has paid it all for you. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to bring your way. I can guarantee you Jesus Christ can deliver you from any of your afflictions. The Bible says that the afflictions of the righteous are many, but the King of Kings, the Lord of blood, Jehovah Jireh can deliver them from each and every one of them. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how big the mountain moves. It doesn't matter how big the mountain, how big the mountain may be. Amen. As long as you have faith in Jesus Christ, you can get the mountain to move. As long as you believe in the word of God, as long as you have been redeemed, you can stand whatever the devil chose against you. I say this as a close. I say this as a close. Jesus Christ is still in the business of saving lives. Can I get an amen? amen? You might have been saved, but there are still people out there that don't know what Jesus Christ has done for them. This is exactly why we're here. We do not come to church just so because he's nice. We like the praise and worship. The heating is on. You know, it's nice. That's not why we come here. We come here because we are coming here to get charged just so that when we go out there, we have something to tell them. Amen. But just us coming to church is not enough. We have to put the work in even when we're not in church. Can I get an amen? amen? You have to read your Bible for yourself. If not, you're just like the sons of Sceva. The sons of Sceva did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They just knew what Paul was doing. So they went out in the name of Paul. They went out in the name of the, 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 the person that they called their pastor. You know, it's just like Pastor Pete preaching here every day. Evil days come. Or in the name of my pastor, Pastor P, I rebuke you. It's not going to work. You have to put the work in yourself. You have to know the word of God yourself. You're just coming here to top up what you already know. The difference between us and the people out there is that we have Jesus Christ. But we have to seek Jesus Christ for ourselves first. Before we are able to dish out what we know to other people. It's like feeling a well. You can only give out of what you already have. You can't give to people what is not already yours. 
keep filling the well, keep coming close to, to Jesus Christ. That's the only way that we are able to withstand the evil days. Can I get an amen in this place? Amen, amen. Amen. All let's bow and all lies closed in this place. All let's bow and all lies closed in this place in respect to God.